What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonof71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Bling, 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 yo! Your auditory, <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 206 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Lover. That's right. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Uh, Just happy to be here talking to you fine folks um, on the interwebs and uh, talking about this thing that we love, gaming. So thank you, as always, to everyone who joins us every week. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, otherwise known as Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Midnight lover. Midnight love for you, baby. But you might also know him as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on? Not much, man. Uh, Just enjoying another week past in this wonderful game called life oh boy so yeah just looking look, trying to make skis for some uh, possible legend of zelda tears of the kingdom collector's edition because i saw that uh, good old gamestop has uh gonna be dropping at least four collector's editions per location i don't know if i want to be Sitting, waiting in line. I just want to see if I could, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to my GameStop and say, hey, you know me. You know me. I come <laughs> yeah, around here all me. the time. Save one on the side for me. I don't want to sit there and, and wait eight hours for it because I don't care that much. But, you know, if I'm able to get one through my quote-unquote connections, you know, so. Connect. I'll have to are see. You, sorry, are you going for all four? That all might four. not be a bad investment. Oh, no. No, for I'm not. short term, anyway. Nah, no flipping. I, I only want it for my personal collection. That's it. So, so uh, you know, because I, I, for whatever reason, just never, when it came up, when Mario 64 placed it on, like, Best Buy or Walmart or other places, I just wasn't. I was actually either working or enjoying my life and not hovering on the interwebs waiting for this thing. And, you know, God's honest truth. I mean, if I'm able to buy it outright because of the art book and the steel book, that's what makes it attractive to me. Otherwise, you know, I'm kind of cool with getting the standard. So we'll see. We'll see on that business. So uh, it's nothing I'm willing to pay more than retail price for. I could tell you that right now. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so understandable. Yeah, but if I'm able to get it, cool. Because you know, Nintendo's done a lot of you know work in this particular title, and the, you know, I've seen some of the preview footage, and it seems like it's a meaty, meaty game. So we'll have to see. So looks like the last one. Yeah. 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 yeah I well, know the um, the uh, Bayonetta three uh, super the greatest edition. Uh, it was selling on eBay for like for like a hundred between 150 and 160, and it's now 
averaging like maybe between 90 and like 120. Yeah. It still ain't bad. Yeah. Both me and Dez own that, and I don't think either of us played Bayonetta 3. So. Yeah. I own it too, and uh, <laughs> I double dipped. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I double dipped. Well, I double dipped on the um, on the Super the Greatest for speculators' purposes. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna sit on that for uh, for a while because I think the price is actually gonna go wind up going back up. Uh, but yeah, it was if if I if I'd have put it if I would have put it up right when not too long after it came out, I probably could have got about 200, 200 out of it. But mm-hmm. I'll hold on to it. Well, I, you know, one thing I have that is just like. That Final Fantasy uh, one through um, six collection, the pixel remasters, like I got the PS4 ESRB edition, so you know I really don't look at that stuff. It's just like a cool. I got I got the game I wanted, so on and so forth. But you know, you know I could have put it up on eBay. Right now I'm looking at eBay and there's like posts up there for this damn game, which was overpriced to begin with. Like I think one seller is trying to sell it for. Uh, Five hundred and fifty dollars. So. Mm. Yeah, that's a little too soon for that, buddy. Yeah, I'm not the demand is high enough. He'll get it. That's true. That's true. You know, I'm not saying that it won't ever get to that price. You know, but I yeah. don't know if it's going to do that right now. I guess but. everything has its price at some point. I'm just kind of taking a look now to see uh, closed auctions or if how much it's actually sold for versus what's being asked. So, but yeah, I mean, I could totally understand why people are are you know speculators and trying to look at stuff. Like I do the same thing with with sometimes with my Magic the Gathering cards. So so I can totally understand why people would do that. So oh yeah, indeed. The standard Pixel remaster collection has been going steadily between four to five hundred dollars on eBay. So there you go. Uh, there you go. The 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 one with the vinyl with all this crazy super the greatest stuff is between like uh, let's see like six to seven hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. jeez. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's make your money. Exactly. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Square Enix should just print more, though. I mean, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in a way that uh, I don't know. There's, I think there's something about exclusivity and limited runs that kind of that wind up driving demand for your base game uh-huh. as well. Like, yep. I, just taking myself for example. Uh, with Bayonetta 3, yeah, I could have just gone ahead, gone in and, and grabbed uh, uh, the the everyday version pretty much anywhere. Probably didn't even need a, a, a pre-order for it. But that Super the Greatest one, I know a lot because I, I wasn't the only one that double dipped because uh, there were a bunch of people. I just talking to the clerk there. Uh, you said that there were a number of people that did the same thing. So I think it drives sales for your that limited edition drives sales for your base game because yep. people don't want to open that, but they do want to play the game. So they just go ahead and buy the, the, the run of the mill one. 
and put the other one on the shelf. So it's a great, it's a good way to drive sales overall, I think. Yeah. Um, Plus it's a good way for people to, um, to, for that FOMO, because as long, because like if they don't, if they're not able to get it, that at least they can still get the, the base game, you know, and that's, and that's, that'll, that, that'll be good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's another thing that does it as well. But yeah, I think, having one for the for the collection and then having one to play is definitely something. I mean, I do that sometimes with um with Switch games. You know, I'll I'll buy a Switch game, you know, to sit on it and then I'll um uh buy it for PS4 or or or, or something like that, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the indie titles that, that have limited runs, um I might buy it for for Switch um and then when it's super on sale, um I'll pick it up on like PSN or something, you know. So, you know, and it depends, you know, what you what what you um what you collect for. Um and and that's just kind of one of the things. And you rationalize it however you want, but but sometimes, you know, you, you just kind of want what you want, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's need to be there's, there doesn't need to be any rhyme or reason to it sometimes. Oh yeah. 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 A lot of this yeah. collecting in their hobby has no logical sense, you know. Obviously, nope. I got I got tons of loaves of bread to eat, but you know, I'm I'm lusting after the next loaf or the next sandwich. So you know, mm-hmm. so, it is what it is. Yeah. You calling me, man? It be calling me. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that with that being said, we've, we're going to move on to our first topic on our docket, which is always our first topic, that being our playlist. So let's kick things off with Trader Joe. What you been playing, man? Uh, well, let's get the other non-Monster Hunter items out of the way. Um, played a little bit more Hogwarts Legacy. I'm dipping in, but I'm not dipping in hard enough for me to be able to complete the game before I have to take it back to the library. So it's like yeah, I don't think you, I don't think it's hitting you, right? It's not it's not it's not hitting you, right? Well, it's not the the thing where I'm like, oh, I gotta play some more. It's like you know, so I'm just kind of that's what I mean. It's not it's not one of those games that's really kind of grabbed you, you know. No, no, the motif is not like my, you know, it's like the magic seems like eh. I'm still in the tutorial stage of it, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm just going to lay low on it. I'm going to take it back to the library and then maybe pick it up later when it's cheaper or play it later when I am easy, can easily grab it from the library again or whatnot. So we'll have to see <coughs> on that. So, But nothing wrong with the game, per se. You know, you know I, I'm kind of curious, once it opens up, what the gameplay is actually like on there so i don't know how far have you gotten des or if uh, you i'm at midway point through it right now point. like i really oh. need to go back to it because i put a lot of hours in it so i really do, i really just need to go back and finish it um so i'm, I'm probably I'm, I'm pretty deep into the story right and it's not like it's, and it's not hard to hop back into it a lot of the like it tells you exactly where you're where you need to go where you left off so got it yeah uh, i also played a little bit of slayer gauntlet edition uh, with you des on here so i know this is one of the games that you know you're looking through your back catalog and uh was kind of looking at this game and you know i never really gave that game in particular any sort of look i know it was a playstation plus game a long time ago but long time ago long time ago yeah on here but and um it's on sale right now on psn so yeah 
So if you want to pick it up and join us, feel free. It's a four-player, you know, game. Yeah, so basically uh, Slayer Edition, it's done by the same team that actually did um, Helldivers. And so it's, you know, I kind of see to where um, it really just has a lot of good in and out, like uh, Diablo-esque gameplay, but it's more arcadey. And obviously, given its inspiration with the, <laughs> the original Gauntlet in the series, if need be, and it's, it's quite fun, you know. Um, we played online for a bit, and then we played some couch co-op. Me and Dez and, and his husband, Paul, played couch co-op yesterday, and uh, it's definitely a good time on here. It might be something I actually might pick up for my Steam Deck, too, because I think it would be really good on there as well. So, like, I'm looking online, and the Steam key is, like, 2 bucks. So Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely worth $2. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a and and you can and you can update your characters. Like there's there's like stuff that you can buy because um, you know you you go through Gauntlet and you pick up coins and gold and you pick up these crowns and if you wear the crown all the way to the end of the level you get a bonus and they and they call you the the greediest hero you know and you and you get even more money at the end and and. You get scolded for 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 destroying the food, you know, and then it's great. And then if if someone takes food and they're they have more health than you, your character will actually comment it, comment on them taking the food. Like I was playing the wizard and Joe took the food and the wizards was like, don't blame me if I die in the next battle. And I was just like, oh, damn. So so it's kind of funny that that it has that kind of interaction. And then and then they will the characters will say out loud oh i need food badly ah you know so so it's it's a really fun game that that you can just kind of run around with and and you can use the gold in order to um buy new weapons for your for for your character like each of the four characters is a fifth one that's that you can buy um which is the necromancer which is new because in the original there was only the four the warrior valkyrie wizard and um sorry barbarian and then uh the elf who has a bow and you can buy you know new weapons that do that have different um abilities and stuff so it's a pretty fun straightforward game i i've really i really enjoyed it and it's it's you know level based and all the levels are the same but you, you it's like you run through it and try to do better and you use you, you use your money and your relics and all this other stuff in order to get to get stronger. So it's actually a pretty fun little game. It's a, it's a nice time waster. I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed kind of what we played the last uh, few days. You know. I just can't believe you can't remember playing it with me. Like Joe had like no idea. He just could not remember. But we we played it for a little while, and he was just like, I, I just don't remember. I don't remember. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't remember. I didn't get any trophies or anything from it either, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I have no recollection. I know I played it for a little bit, but literally I think it was only like a half an hour or something like that. Yeah. So, on here, so. It just made me laugh. Uh, but the other game I played this week is still more Monster Hunter Rise, so I obviously played uh, some more high-rank missions. I was trying to get a lot of my layered armor again on here and then sunbreak dropped uh thursday slash friday 
on here. So um, I've only played a little bit of uh, Sunbreak so far. I've gotten to up to a point to where I opened up a master rank on here and got opened up the new territory and the new uh, area. And so I haven't really run any missions. I only run one mission last night, but I kept falling asleep after getting back uh, from seeing Batman. So, you know, and uh, still enjoying Monster Hunter Rise, some break quite a bit on there. So I'll definitely be diving into that and start looking at builds for a master rank and kind of go from there. So you know, we'll have to see you know, how it goes, but you know, I still want to play Sunbreak, still play the game because it's definitely my like you know a dick you know my main game right now that I've been playing. So, you know, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I also picked up my Steam Deck today, and was playing with that. I updated the OS. Um, I played a little bit of Legends of Heroes: Trails from the Sky because I got some upcoming travel coming up, going up to Desmond's uh, for your graduation party. So congrats on that. But uh, I'll you. be on the train. I'll be playing some Steam Deck and enjoying life. So you know, it's kind of cool to just fire it up. But it looks like I haven't played any uh, Steam Deck games since I last went and saw you for your birthday, Des. So it's like that's um, been a couple months it's been a couple months yeah i think i played it maybe one time um docked on the couch in the living room uh and i still i want to use it more because you know steam has a quite a robust you know catalog of games to select from i have a quite a robust library of steam games and so you know that should be a great place for me to play my indies and I kind of you know, play elsewhere, you know, so, you know, and continue my gameplay. And so, yeah, Legend of Heroes Trails from the Sky is an excellent game. It just seems like <laughs> it's dev- deep on my back burner. It's been deep on my back burner for a number of years. So I just need to, you know, get a different flavor. It seems like I'm you know, eating out of the same tub of ice cream. Yeah, Monster, I enjoy Yeah, but when the ice cream is that good, though, you know, you're. Oh, I know. You, keep, you know how much you keep I love ice cream, back. so. Yeah, you love ice cream. That you do, my friend. Yep. And me and me and Des went to good old Thrifties, Thrifties on uh, Rite Aid, and got some Thrifties ice cream Saturdays. I mean Friday night. So, you like uh, Thrifties ice cream, Kev? Up, up there? Um, I can't remember if I've ever had it. If I'm gonna go for ice cream, for me. Uh, if I if I'm not gonna go with the the usual stuff like you know Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs, I'm going to I'm gonna take that drive to uh, what is it Hanford. Fowler Hanford. Hanford yeah take that yeah. drive to Hanford get Superior Dairy that that still is the best ice cream I've ever had not that I've had a whole lot of ice cream from a whole lot of different places but I honestly don't see how you can make a ice cream any better than that place I really don't. Oh. Right, we'll have to try it. Yeah, Spirit Air is pretty good. So, but uh, um, also mentioning before I kick it over to either of you two, I did go see Batman. I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but I saw it in Screen X, and so very good. Um, you know, I know we don't really delve into you know what we've been watching and whatnot, but uh, it's I consider that movie my favorite Batman movie I've ever seen. So, uh, the all the Batman movies. Uh, to existence from Michael Keaton on forward. So, so, you know, even better than, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman. So, 
on here. I enjoyed it that much. I think it kind of hit hit the note for me to what I consider being a true blue Batman tale, you know. So, but the, the Screen X portion of it, imagine if they had projectors on uh, both sides. Basically, you have your main screen, and then you have a, a you know the wall to the left and the wall to the right, and there's projectors uh, projecting, especially in certain scenes on each side of the wall. So like I said, like I think about six rows back, but the um, extent of the projection on each side of the wall went all the way to the back on here. So, so, but I so think are it was, all screens showing at the same time. No, it's an extension. It's like a super wide screen in certain scenes. So hmm. not with every scene, but basically like uh, it's almost like if they t- took an IMAX, like, type screen but projected it on both sides of the wall so that's how they kind of did it mm. and uh it seemed pretty pretty immersive you know i was at, at certain points like maybe looking to my left and looking up to my right on each side of the wall on here but a lot of the action remained in the middle for the most part so uh, that, i would find that very distracting i don't know i'm, I'm old <laughs> <laughs> I'm old too, but you know. Uh, I'm like, nah. Just, just keep me focused in one direction when I'm watching a movie. Thank you. Yeah, I know, Des. You'd probably sit in the more towards the back than where I sat. So that is correct. I I usually sit in the back when I'm when I'm watching uh, movies. I like to see the whole thing, and not have to turn my head very often. Yeah, I was turning my head quite a bit. So yeah, I need to yeah. sit back, take it all in. Yeah, but I, I can't argue. I mean, I was, I was sitting there. Um, I didn't get popcorn because I don't want to pay $10 for a large popcorn. You know, I don't like, blame you. But I kept smelling the popcorn around me. It's like the ticket was only like three fifty, three fifty. dollars So. <laughs> three fifty. Three fifty. yeah. But still had a good time. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't really talk about the Mario movie either, but I consider... <laughs> The Batman is. Uh, I'm glad I waited to watch it. I was gonna watch it at home, but I'm glad I watched it in the theater. So. Oh, I thought I thought that was the second time. Oh, it was. Oh, it was only Kevin that had saw it first. Yeah, I saw. I saw it. Uh, my, the homie Damon brought it over, and we checked it out. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen the Batman prior, so it's my first time. So. All right, Des, what you been playing besides Gauntlet? Well, uh, like I said, played Gauntlet, really enjoying it. Um, I I just run to collect the money in order to get the other um, to get the other weapons and the customizations and whatnot. But but yeah, really enjoying that game. Um, and if you want to play it, like I said, it's really it's on sale right now, and uh, it's worth it if you if y'all want to play with us. Uh, just get lunch or something one day and then buy it. <laughs> Or, or no, actually, it's you can skip your coffee or whatever from Starbucks and buy it. So, but um, uh, what else have I been playing? Well, No Man's Sky. I actually start uh, started up uh, No Man's Sky again. Reason being is because it has um, uh, the new uh, interceptor um, uh, D- not DLC, the interceptor content or patch has been added. And uh, bless you. And it uh, it it looks pretty cool. And I wanted to see how it how it fares. 
So I actually, you know, got it out. Well, I just, I mean, it's already uploaded. So I just, you know, turned it on and, and started going through it. But I'm still early in it. So I'm still doing the uh, the beginning stuff. So I started over. So I wanted to see, like, exactly what was going on with it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it looks like it's uh, going to be more of the same. But I'll, I'll have more uh, to tell you if and when I get to the new content. Because I'm still in the beginning of it. Um, and I don't know how far you have to go into the game in order to get that good stuff. So I don't know. Um, also getting ready to, uh, start playing on my switch again because advanced wars, uh, one plus two, uh, reboot camp came out and I want to play it and I want to start playing some of my switch games. I have a bunch of them and I've only played like a quarter of them. So I want to really start giving my switch some love. Um, Although they need to bring out a, a better version of it, higher a higher res version of it. Like I I wanna I, I wanna, you know, rep Nintendo, but you know, my days of being a high res hater, like those are gone. I need a <laughs> I need a little bit more Nintendo. I need a little bit more. I actually need a lot more. You got the money now with your with, with your over a billion dollar Mario Brother movie. You got the money. You got the money, so you can you can definitely you can definitely uh, pony up some more some more ducats. So and uh, give us a they, they a probably won't though. No, see, don't do that. Don't they probably won't? But don't do that. Come on, like they were like, ha! Ah, look at this new gimmick we got, and it's like, no, I don't want a gimmick. I don't want a gimmick. But look, it's so cool. No, I don't want a gimmick. Give me something new gimmick no so but we'll see we'll see we'll definitely see what 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 happens so but yeah that's really all that i've been playing um so uh kev what have you been playing buddy so i'll I'll get the non-gaming stuff out of the way uh the super mario brothers movie was very good yeah i enjoyed Uh, it we all went to see it um man I I I figured I was gonna like it, but that the the, the mo- I think the movie really came together very well. Uh, not going into spoilers or anything like that, of course. But if you haven't seen it, go see it. If if you grew, especially if you grew up with this series, like I did to a certain extent, it's definitely worth checking out. Some of the some of the scenes, <laughs> some of the things that take place really are just Easter he- Easter eggs to any old school Nintendo fan uh, ever, particularly if you were there at the beginning of Nintendo and that their 8-bit system. That was just absolutely great to see. The other, another movie I saw that wasn't nearly as good. Um, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but I, I'm, I'm on Hulu and Hulu has this, this, I guess they're trying to do things in the horror genre, and nothing they ever do is very good. Even when they, even when they try to take on existing IP, the only one that went in, I wouldn't even call it hard, the, the Predator was good. That one was good. But everything, and that's not really hard, that's more action, but everything in their horror department has been terrible. And the, the latest, uh, 
uh, masochistic thing that I, viewing that I've done is this this movie that they did called The Clock, and it's absolutely The Clock. The clock yes, Ooh. it is. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds bad. Yeah, it it and it is just as bad. Um, the movie can be summed up in why do people take things, ingest things, pills, just because somebody tells them to. That that really sums up the whole the whole movie. It's it's about the women who who don't want children but are being pressured into having children. And they go through this this uh, pseudo uh, uh, mental program that makes them see delusions. It, it, it is absolutely dumb. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. But on the positive end of things I've been checking out, Dead Island 2. I am about three hours or so into Dead Island 2. I'm playing the Jacob scenario, and surprisingly, I'm not a zombie guy. I mean, I should say that I, I very, I rarely get excited about zombie games. But the reason I, I I picked up on Dead Island Two was because of the damage tech that was going into the mechan being built into the mechanics of the game, literally. When you hit a zombie with anything, wherever you hit it, that's where the damage is going to show up. So, and some areas uh, take critical, more critical damage than others. Like if you if you have a sword and you slash at a zombie's neck, uh, the head is going to go flying off. Or even if it doesn't go flying off completely, it'll be hanging on by these little strands of flesh. It, it is really... Ew. detailed yeah it is really detailed it is really graphic and the level of damage detail that they've put into these things these zombies is absolutely fantastic the story i'm only three hours into it the story I, i'm 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 the jury's still out as far as that's concerned on the story I don't think it's going to win any awards necessarily. Um, one thing I will say is that, again, I don't want to hear anybody talk about forespoken dialogue. This, some of the, some of the things that, that your main character says, but more so than that, the NPCs that you come in contact with, the things that they say, it absolutely cringe. Like, like, I don't know. I, I guess they were going for like a, uh, I mean, there's been a bunch of campy zombie movies over the years. Some of them I've seen, a lot of them I haven't. So I guess they were going for that type of vibe, but it really doesn't carry over well. The overarching story seems to be could be kind of interesting. That's why I'm kind of having, I have a jury still out perspective on that, but the gameplay itself is surprisingly, is surprisingly good. There's a lot of weight to the things that you do. And, um, 
the one of the other neat things that uh, and I never played Dead Island one. So I'm going to just assume that you could do this or something similar in the first game is that you can modify your weapons with materials picked up in the field. Like right now, I've got an electric katana that does uh, area of effect damage by uh, if you slash a zombie and it you put it into an electrified state, anything that's near it will also be electrified as well. Uh, there's some and you just pick up a whole bunch of uh, spare parts and whatever weapons you come across, you can do certain modifications to them that will not only give them different effects, but will also increase their uh, durability. Uh, the, the, yeah, there is a durability thing, but this game, it, in the, with this game, it makes sense. Because you're fighting zombies more often than not with uh, two by fours that are not in the best shape when you pick them up. So, <laughs> but even if you don't have a weapon, you're not defenseless. You can go bare knuckle with them if need be. You also have a get off me kick that you can do. And uh, with my main character, I've I've unlocked the the uh, jump, I guess you would call it, it, it's something straight out of wrestling. I mean, you would expect to see, you know, Mr. Perfect do this kind of move. You do like this running jump kick and you're jump kicking zombies, you know, through windows, off buildings. and Yeah, I've seen some of that. <laughs> it looks pretty funny. It, it is. And, it's, and so even if you don't have a weapon, you are not defenseless. So the breaking of the weapon de uh, deterioration doesn't bother me uh, at all. It, it's a fun game. Um, I think it's. I think there are seasons for it. I don't. I have to say at this point, I don't see myself going back to play uh, to purchase any seasons for it. Um, I have a feeling that once I go through with Jacob. I really don't know if there's really that much variance in the way the characters play that warrants a replay. I don't know if that effect, if that's going to change the story or, or any of that at this point at three hours plus in, I don't see just changing of character being that uh, much of a big deal in affecting the overall story. So I probably won't, go back for replay but what i'm playing so far has been pretty fun uh so i don't i'm i'm not disappointed that not disappointed in getting this game day one uh if you're a zombie fan it's definitely worth a purchase if you're not but you think this might be something that you would like to check out wait for a sale um you know like a black friday or you know father's day sale or something like that 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 might be coming up here for fairly soon you can wait for a sale and check it out then but i don't think you'll be disappointed with the mechanics that they put into it i was really really impressed with that and uh, the only other game i have had the time to play or the ability to play has been monster hunter sunbreak i i'm trying to figure out because I'm at a point that I don't remember at all on the Switch. And 
I think I figured out what happened is that I stopped playing with my nephew when he got the PC version. And we did we didn't play all that much on the Switch, which is why I don't remember anything <laughs> that I'm doing oh, right now after fighting. But I do remember fighting that giant crab. I do remember that, but that's all I remember. I don't remember meeting all these other people, all that other stuff. So that must be where the the disconnect uh, came from. But it's 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 fun. I have decided to put the great sword on the shelf, and have gone back to my first love, which is the bow. And the bow is. Re- retarded good in in rise i it, it's all it's almost ridiculous how good how good it is and the way i have my um my character the the uh switch skill spec'd out i'm using uh what they, what they call that bolt dash or bolt bolt something and basically what it's the it, they describe it wrong because it has way more usage than 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 the the write up when you you know when you're looking and when you're reviewing what the game tells you about the skill, it has way more usage than what it's than than the, its description. Because what you can not only you the idea is that well if you dodge and it's a close call then you'll slash them with an arrow and cause additional damage. Well. It does way more than that because the bow requires uh, charging, so that's why you do the sidestep, the the constant repositions, and why it's so uh, stamina focused. So you have to really build up your stamina and whatnot. But what the the dash bolt does is it charges your bow twice instead of once. The what you're giving up is that whereas the dash only charges once. It gives you way more in invulnerability frames, and you can dash a greater distance. The bolt is you're dodging a much shorter distance, but in exchange, you are getting twice the charge up on your bow. It's a reduced cost on your stamina, particularly if you're if you've got you've built up your uh, constitution and your stamina surge. And you can also negate attacks. You can negate just about any attack as long as you're getting out of the way of it. Meaning that if Rajang is getting ready to blast you, if you sidestep it, that first that first frame or the first few frames of impact, you will negate it if you're if you're by the time you dodge, you're out of the way. And that makes this almost you're constantly attacking literally and and i have not i'm running level the max level constitution and i'm running max level stamina surge and when i first started when i first picked up the bow i didn't have i didn't have max stamina surge but now that i have max stamina surge i really don't need to take any dash juice with me uh, because I I almost never run out of stamina, even when I'm in these up close intense fights, and you're just you're just stacking on damage on top of damage on top of damage, and like the other the other um, uh, switch skill I'm using is the aerial strike, 
mm-hmm. which does insane damage and only costs one wire bug. It's it's all it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the the axe attack that the uh, charge blade does, where he launches you launch yourself in the air, and you can come down with a with a charged attack if you have your uh, your files filled. Well, with this. If, especially if you're using um, any type of ammo type or arrow type for the bow, it it just piles on damage. If if you're hitting uh, a tender spot and like you know what, 98% of all the monsters their tender spot is the head. So if you do that on a monster's head, you're just pile on piling on damage on top of damage on top of damage. It's 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 literally insane <laughs> how much damage you're doing. Um, my only, my only problem now is I need to get my, uh, bow armor, my armor sets up to max because none of them are. So one or two hits and I'm dead, but I've been, I've been able, I've been like, I, what was, I ended on, um, oh gosh, what monster was it that I soloed? It was it wasn't one of the new new ones. It was uh was it a Rathian? Rath Rathalos? One one of one of the dragons, I can't remember. And uh he killed me. He 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 carded me twice, but I came back that third time. I just I just lit him up. It, it, because the the damage that that piles on that you can pile on with the bow is just retarded. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the bow for the most part. I'm not giving up my long sword because I like it. And I also, they also gave me, I also got another uh, switch skill, which I think they call it the, the serene, the serene sheath. And it's basically kind of like their, the counter for the long sword, except you can hold the sheath in place and position yourself as long as you're holding uh, R2. So you can position your yourself uh, proportionate to the monster. And so when once it attacks, you release R2 and you do like this. It's you do like this counter slash, and it negates projectiles, physical attacks, and all that stuff too. It's really dope. I I'm struggling a little bit with it because um, the timing on it on it is a little bit weird because in order to activate it. You have to fully sheath the sword, and even with level three quick sheath, it does. He does it really slow, mm. and you, it's not active until you get that ching, and you get this this visual cue that your sword is completely sheathed, and you're able to sidestep. You can move forward, back, left, and right, and once you once you're in that state. Basically, anything that the monster does to you, if you time it correctly, it, it's it's countered. It's it's negated. Very much like the um, very much like the long sword count. I can't remember what they call that, but uh, really really neat stuff uh, that that I'm particularly with the bow. If I didn't own the bow, was this dope? I probably would have started off Monster Hunter Rise with it. But I just wanted to try some weapons that I hadn't messed with before in World. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm, in good. a way, yeah, in a way, I'm glad that I kind of saved Bow for Sunbreak because 
I'm really interesting to see some of the other stuff that they're gonna that they're that I haven't unlocked for it yet. So yeah, it's a fun it's a fun um it's a fun weapon. I've played it a bunch <laughs> of times and I, I really enjoy it. So yeah, so that's pretty much what I have been up to. So that's going to bring us to uh, the next topic on on our docket, if I can speak correctly, that being the Vessel Line. So, all right, Diz, you got it. All righty. So first up on our Vessel Line is from AZ Rockslide, a longtime listener, a friend friend of the show. Uh, He says, if I never hear the phrase live service game again, I'll be happy. And this is coming from someone who has enjoyed some of them. I'm just sick of everyone trying to create the next big live service game. Uh, yeah, I definitely have to uh, agree with you on that. I really hope and and wish that people would get back to making, you know, games. And I think the problem is is it's uh the, the industry is just kind of pricing itself out out of making these games like that you know because because they're trying to they're trying to reuse assets they're trying to have something that they don't have to redo or remake every year um because it's just cheaper over it's cheaper for their overhead um for the most part you know if you already have all these assets you know why why not you know um why not just do the same thing i mean that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm kind of not buying Legend of Zelda because it just looks like the first game um, in a lot of ways. They did some quality of life um, changes, and then here you go. So, um, But as far as live service games, yeah, I, I think they, by they I mean the, the, the companies, our video game companies, have a certain window or a lifespan that they're expecting to get from these from these live service games and and i think in their minds you know the 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 bean counters are like well if we could you know have an influx of players and then keep those players for a specific number of time then we have you know made back whatever we've sunk whatever our sunken costs are into this product and i think that's that's the the new the new kind of way to make money uh, for these video for, for video game companies because doing the annual release of an Assassin's Creed one two three this and that blah 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 I, I just don't think that that is for them in any way they don't see that as being sustainable anymore given the amounts of money that it costs to produce these video games so I think that's why we're seeing uh, live service games because if you can hook someone you can hook someone with like a, a gotcha system say like um um the uh Genshin impact or the new ones that are coming out there's a new one wavering waves and an, another one that's uh the skylink one that that's from the company that did um uh that did uh, uh i'm drawing a blank just had a Genshin impact you know then you have a a, a uh yeah you, then you basically have a set of folks that that are you know doing the gotcha route they're trying to get the 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 specific characters that they want and 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 they're totally fine with it you know it's like it's like having your your a one-stop shop for the game that you want and i think for some people they really enjoy that you know especially if it's a game that they that they really enjoy 
um, or 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 a system that they really enjoy. Um, and and it's weird though because there are certain there are certain live service games that that I see as as being quote unquote okay, um, and there's ones that are just trash. Like like I really don't I really don't care for the um, gotcha system personally uh, because it is a form of like you know legalized gambling and they have like a pity system where they if you've spent so much money you can get a you know you're guaranteed to get a certain amount of cer- certain certain thing uh if you spend so much money they call it the pity system and i'm just like i don't that doesn't just that doesn't seem like fair you know to to me personally so i just don't think that that's a system that you know no matter how good the system is that is something that's something that i want to play and granted you know you're spending your own money when you do this and quote unquote we're all adults <laughs> but um but I just don't think that that's something that that is sustainable in the in the long run, even though these companies want them to be uh, sustainable in the long run. And then the other the other like live games like ESO, I think, is a better example of that as they're putting out, you know, quality content and you, and you pay for it, you know, and and they've they struck this kind of chord uh, where they where people see them as being uh kind of a brand that you can trust maybe trust is a strong word because every year you're getting you're getting at least three new content you know updates and and you're getting them you know for for the for the size of a for the price of like a small a small game you know an indie developed you know game but it increases it increases the 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 service that you're that you're playing and so a lot of people like that and that's just the game that they play so um but yeah live service games it's a it's it's very tricky and i don't i think they're here to stay i don't think they're going anywhere because because they make just way too much money and i think that's why we're going to see a lot more um in the future and um and that's kind of you know i i think the future is we're going to have a we're going to have a system uh, a, 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 subs- a subscription service like you know something i don't know what it is uh for for a system like xbox you know live or or game pass and then there's going to be um a a, a sports game take madden for example and you're going to have a subscription to madden and then every year you're going to get an update. Um, you're going to get an update uh, with a new roster, new people that they've signed, new likenesses, and they're going to do some tweaks to the to the gameplay um, to make it a little bit smoother. And then that's what you're going to do. And so every year, you're not buying Madden 2022 or Madden 2023 or Madden 2024. You're just buying Madden, uh, the the update for Madden, and then that's what you're going to do. And so, so every so and, and then. And then you're going to get uh, incremental updates, you know, to, to the to the software that makes it look a little better and a little better and a little better. Maybe take out a little jank because, again, we get all these systems, we get all these games, you know, and they're not finished when we get them, you know, and they'll just they'll just fix them as they go along. So at this point, it's just about getting out, getting out a playable, quote unquote, demo, you know, for the masses and then fixes as you fix it as you go. So. That was just a long rant to say that, you know, live service games are here to stay. They're not going anywhere. Um, 
all we can hope is that they're not as predatory as they've been in the past and and their offerings are a lot more uh substantial so i'll 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 kick it over to Joe to see, like, what are your thoughts on what AZ Rockside said? Uh, yeah, I'm just tired of the misses. It seems like there's a lot of uh, momentum towards building. It's almost like I would say it's like prospecting for gold or something that, yeah. you know, you're trying to exactly what get it is. that perfect formula to be able to get people, you know, um, liking your game and wanting to play your game. But it's like it's a delicate balance between um, – you know, doing really well with the, you know, type of live service title versus just falling flat in your face. I mean, we've seen games like Marvel's Avengers from, you know, Crystal Dynamics, you know, where, you know, everyone was super excited, wind up falling on our face, falling on its face. Uh, Anthem, you know, we talked about that game too. We paid 70 bucks for it and pretty much it uh, never took off. You know, and so I have other games that are, you know, in my back catalog of, of titles, you know, like uh, Cliffy B's Lawbreakers, you know, and just and any number of different games. And so I'm just, uh, you know, just having nothing but live service games to, to me would be boring. But if the uh, if the DNA of the game is meant to be a live service game, then so be it. You know, it just depends as far as, you know if it's going to have a good hook on here you know even with destiny we loved destiny when it first came out i can at least talk for myself but we played hundreds and hundreds of hours of it but i just think uh sometimes especially with live service games it's like i'm not i don't want to go back to i try to go back to destiny too i would prefer them to start fresh with a new title and so everyone would it's too much too much so you know, it's just uh, one thing after another. But, uh, you know, if there's a game that kind of speaks to you. I mean, there's other games uh, like, you know, Genshin Impact, if for, for whatever reason, this speaks to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that play it, actually. And I know Honkai Star Rail is another one. Yeah, it's from the, the new one. Yep. Genshin Impact developers that people are looking forward to playing that as well. And so... You know, we, me and Des played PSO2 New Genesis. That's a free-to-play game. It's basically a live service game for the most part. And, uh, you know, I felt PSO was cool because it's something we, we played for hours and hours and hours. And I literally only, like, bought, like, a handful of things. I spent, like, less than I would uh, buying a used game at GameStop to play that game. But they're trying to get me to get into all the cosmetics and all that, and I don't care about all that business, so... So, yeah, it just depends. It's just, you know, especially on the Xbox side where I know that uh, Eric plays at. Uh, we just want, you know, I just want something different than Sea of Thieves and Grounded and, uh, you know, uh, State of Decay. And, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, especially on the Xbox side of the fence, you know, especially since now they have Obsidian and other developers under their hood over there, you know. You know, especially with like you know, uh, <laughs> just Suicide Squad uh, kills the Justice League, or yeah, kills the Justice League. It's just uh, hopefully they could 
wiped the live service stink from that game, but we'll see. You know. Oh no 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 no. You 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 you. It's still it's still going to be live service. It's just going to they're just going to make it in such a way that it's not as live service e. So, yeah, stinky. Yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so trust me, buddy. It it'll still be a live service game. It's just gonna they're just gonna uh probably tone it down a little bit. So. And a lot of people were kind of enthused about Dead Island 2 because Dead Island 2, even though it's open world, is not a service game per se. So, uh, Yeah. So, so Kev, what are your thoughts about it? So the live service game is to the gaming industry as lottery tickets are to the general public. Yeah. Once you, you know that you're just throwing good money after bad. But if in if that one shot that that you know that if you land those six numbers, you're you're set. And it's the same with live service games. Fortnite, Overwatch, Genshin Impact, uh was Apex Legends. Those games print money. They don't require a whole lot of over, uh, a whole lot of overhead because graphically they're not very impressive, at least in, in my in, in my opinion. You're just and Fortnite, my goodness, Fortnite has become a culture onto itself. And like I've said on this show before, Fortnite is where people go to to find out the latest trends in multiple different things. A new movie's coming out. What's the first thing they do? They put a main character or two in Fortnite. You know, uh, a, a new product coming out wouldn't surprise me if they already do it. it. You know, Doritos sponsors this new Fortnite arena, you know, where you get in. It's the same game. It's just carries the labeling and the logo of a product or or features the characters from a franchise that is going through something new, coming out with a new movie, coming out with a new show, that's where it goes to get that extra push in the uh, in, in in the in the pop culture arena. And everybody sees how much money these games are printing, and everybody knows, man, if we can just hit like that, we're gonna be set. And that's why they do it. That's why. Xbox is doing it. Why PlayStation has put this this effort into getting games like this out and making investments because they know going in that most of these games that they're going to come out with are going to flop. They're either going to flop in the short term or they're going to flop in the long term. But if they hit and they hit hard and they have legs, those games are those one or two games, one game. It's just going to be a money printing machine for them. Uh, and it's like the same thing with sports. Sports does sports games does that now, but you'll never see them uh, do an uh, an update formula for you because they have to pay for all those athlete licenses. You know, not only do they have to pay for the leagues just to just to have the league logo, they got to pay for every pro athlete 
that's on there. That's why they can't afford to do the, you know, you buy Madden once and you just get the updates. They're going to charge you that $70 up front and they're going to hit you with the dream teams and all this. I don't even, I don't even play sports games, but I hear about, I hear about it from people that do and all the money that you got to spend to get the players you want and the, the mystery packs and the, the legendary team building, all that stuff, whether it's FIFA, NFL, or or uh, NBA, you're going to still have to pay that $70 to get in because they got to pay for all them people's faces that, that show up in those games. But they know they're going to hook you in with the live service angle because you're going to want to get, you're going to want to have Jordan on your squad or, you know, get Hank Aaron on your team or Steve, all that, all those, all that carry is monetary. Is that is, is how they monetize it after you've paid for the licensing fees with your $70 and heaven help you. If you, if you went in and you got the super, the greatest uh, edition of these sports games, because you didn't, you didn't, you really helped their expenses. So yeah, the, it's 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 like it's they're they're they know that most of this stuff is going to end badly but man if it hits they're set they're writing their own they're they're writing their own destiny literally from that point on so Mm. that's why they do it yeah and i just and again like i said i don't think it's ever going to go away only because it's just this is how the industry wants to do it now so and that's and that's unfortunate um but again all we can do is is vote with our wallets and and if we don't and if we don't like something we can always say no no thank you so you know don't be don't be scared to say no thank you it's okay it's okay yeah no but, it, but see a lot of these people that's all they play and that's if, true if all you're buying is madden or fifa or 2k and other than that, you may buy one or two other games an entire year. You don't mind spending that seventy bucks no. and however much money in the to build your dream team because that's all you play. Yeah, especially if you're church, if you're if you're if you're searching for something or you're, or you're going for that and that's your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally understandable. Mm. Uh, and so Goonie. Uh, Posted something on our our our, uh, our vessel line, and um, he says, "I'm really surprised Dead Island 2 sold so well, even 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 though it's not on Steam. I had fun with the co-op in the original games, and two seems to be more of the same, slightly improved. I'll pick it up on a sale, but kind of surprised so many people are paying sixty dollars for it. And the reason why he's surprised is is because uh, Deep Silver shared some." some uh statistics for dead island 2 and it's it really it really kind of landed with quite a quite a bomb um so it looks like uh, the total sales of dead island 2 uh, surpassed 1 million units worldwide in the first three days of release uh publisher deep silver and developer bam buster studios announced and this is from uh, this is from Gimetsu, if you want to check it out later. Uh, so some of the stats that they listed were 11 million total hours played, 28 million in total number of player deaths, over twice the population of Los Angeles County. That's kind of morbid, but funny, though. 
Uh, 45 million zombies sliced in half. 759 million zombies' limbs hacked off. 1.1 billion total number of zombies slayed. So I have to say, all you people out there who bought Dead Island 2, uh, you're obviously practicing for the apocalypse. So good on you um, for for all that. But 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 damn. So so uh, I know that you have it, uh, Kev. Um, so I want to ask Joe. After hearing these statistics, Joe, do you want to get it? Like, is your FOMO kicking in pretty crazy for zombie killing? I'm looking at it, but I I watched a video on it, and uh, the video was going off about, because there's a digital foundry video, and they're talking about the system that Dan Buster built into the title, and uh, they built in a physics model to the flesh of the zombie, so they actually show... In the video, as far as because you could, you know, basically tear into the zombie and it breaks down to the skull, basically, and you could like, you know, tear into the flesh. And so it's kind of crazy to look at the system that they have built as far as the um, physics and the zombies itself. So, I mean, that's pretty damn cool when you you think about it. Yeah. You know, looking at it. Yeah. It's like they also showed that, you know, the system also allows for you to light the zombies on fire and of course it has realistic physics of uh it uh you know <laughs> uh flaming up uh, yeah it's, zombies explode and stuff it's technically they called it their flesh system which stands for uh let me get the acronym here so i'm not you know, screwing it up here so what a name the flesh system mm-hmm yeah, so the flesh system is an acronym for fully locational visceration system for humanoids. That's what it wow. stands for. So. <laughs> they put in some uh, some work for that. Yeah, they had a focus group on that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, that you're able to like you know uh, uh, crack in the skull, you know, and it has anatomically correct layers of skin fat and muscle can be ripped away with machete point accuracy to reveal breakable bones and internal organs that can are individually destructible. So machete. Yeah, so, yeah, machete so, like wow. That's yeah. Um sharp weapons can dismember heads or limbs at any point and slice torsos clean in half. Utilizing advanced fluid and soft body physics on here. So uh, if you, after you take a zombie down, you can continue to hack through its layers of skin, fat, and muscle until you finally hit a sturdy bone. And then you could crack that off and discard it, too. So, wow. So you can even mince zombie hearts if you want to. So. Uh so, wow okay yeah well. so yeah you, you can uh, you know so if you want to be a zombie butcher guess what go play Dead Island too so get that jumping anatomy class play Dead Island right? too yeah that's that's pretty dope actually it is it it, it really is and it, and again this it like I said before this really isn't my type of game it really hasn't been my type of game historically but there is something about the mechanics that they've put in. Like you bust some zombie upside the head with a sledgehammer and you, you hear that, that crunch (laughs) and and that, that feedback from the controller with, with the, uh, and I don't know how much of the, uh, um, uh, 
the haptic feedback is being utilized in this game, but it, it does feel like it is being utilized to some extent. It just, everything has weight to it. Everything you that you do has weight to it, which is something I think, particularly when you're playing a first-person game, has to shine through. Otherwise, you're just, you know, shooting at, shooting or hitting and just getting numbers popping up on the screen and really yeah, not need, getting any feedback from that. Yeah, you need, you definitely need something more, um, because I, like I was watching, because I've watched, I've watched some gameplay and then I've seen, you know, what's going on and I'm like, oh damn, you know, there's, there's like a lot of, uh, like moving parts, um, when you're running and jumping on people and, and you're kicking them in the face and, and doing, um, what is it? Uh, like you're 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 not parkour. It's not like it, it's like you're running at them and and they're like you're you you like do like a wrestling move and or something, you know, where you're where you're kicking them in the face. And I'm just like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it it looks pretty visceral when you're when you're when you're when I'm watching it. Like it, it looks pretty pretty visceral. So and I'm just like, wow, okay, so. You know, I might I might go back to Dan Buster's previous game to Dead Island too and check that out too. I've been kind of meaning to play their previous game for a while after hearing some good things about it after it's got patched the hell and back. Mm-hmm. So their but, previous game is Homefront: The Revolution. So oh, the, the third Homefront game, yeah. So. Uh, well, hey, you know, well, good on them for for you know, see, I'm I'm always I always like to to look at a. Um, a company that has done better you know they they they've actually grown as as a as developers like i like that and if this is you know them saying hey this is we're growing this is what we're doing then then yeah you know i i definitely have to might have to pick this up as well i think the co-op could be kind of fun for all of us running around you know kicking zombies in the head and whatnot so but uh but yeah so thank you az rockslide and goonie for for your uh for your comments as always you know feel free to to ask those questions in the vessel line um if you ever miss a question a main event question feel free to to uh answer it later we'll we'll definitely put your response in the vessel line so uh speaking of main event questions our one for our next episode which is 207 is and this is a good one i think it is anyway have you ever played hooky or lied to get out of something so you could play a game? No judgments. We just want fun stories. Let us know your stories, and we'll share them on, on episode 207, which is our next one. So, again, funny stories. I have a good one that I can't wait to share for you. So please uh, tune in for 207 and share yours. Um, and you know it's always after after uh, after me, uh, the vessel line and the uh, and the main event question. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right. Thank you, Des. You're welcome. Of course. Yeah. Uh, first news topic on the docket for this episode is regarding the uh, trailer that was shown and a release date for Armored Core 6. So Armored Core 6 um basically has a confirmed release date armored core 6 fires of rubicon is coming out on august 25th 2023 on here uh they are promising fast-paced battles in-depth customization and thrilling boss fights 
It is coming out for all modern consoles and also last-gen consoles on the PS4, Xbox One, haha, and PC as well on here. So um, I had the chance to watch some of the trailers with Dez over the weekend, and uh, looking pretty good. I know that they're talking about basically doing this like a like a reboot, meaning that they've taken like what they've done with the series so far, but this is going to be a good hopping on point. All new. Uh, for all new for people on here. So, you know, I've played Armored Core games in the past. I played like Armored Core for Answer and Armored Core 5. And, you know, it's, it's it seems just a lot of obtuse, like, you know, tons of mech parts and that kind of thing. So I'm just kind of curious about this. The gameplay, I don't know if it's gameplay, but the like trailers that they've shown. With no, it was CG gameplay. It's, gameplay. Uh, yeah, it's all supposedly it's all engine uh gameplay that they showed so that is that is what it looks like so so yeah and i don't know and again i don't know they uh, please someone in the in in the comments on our reddit or wherever let me know but i it didn't say what um what console that was on or if it was pc all they said that it was in-game graphics so take that for what you want but yeah, that's that's what they were saying. So I I don't know about y'all, but it's got me like again. I've been looking for a really good mech mech type warrior game uh, for a long time, and you know where you can create your own mech and do your own thing. So I'm I'm really like excited for this. And as someone who never really played the other ones, because I'm not a big like in um what we called uh first person mech game like i like to be able to to see the mech that i'm building and whatnot so to be able to to have this uh like that just seems like a third person like mech you know brawler it kind of reminds me of like virtual on almost so i'm like super excited for it so yeah bring it bring it home baby Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it, too. I think there's going to be enough to differentiate from a, per se, Souls title. Because, you know, From Software is not just, you know, basically, even though they hit struck gold with the Souls games on here, that they've done other titles. And obviously, with the breadth of Armor Core titles in the past, you know, they've done different things on here. I know that they probably could learn from what they've learned on developing their more popular titles um, in the last few years because Armor Core 5 came out like, you know, back in the uh, Xbox 360 PS3 days. So, you know, it's been been a minute since. Uh, No, actually, they released Armor Core um, 5 for, what was it? Yeah, it was PS3. So, yeah, so it's just the point that... uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And, you know, I know that there's going to be some multiplayer elements, but only PvP, I believe, right? Which is great. Yes, it's only, at this point, it's only PvP, so it is a single-player experience, which I think is great. You know, no, no, nothing bad against, you know, playing with, 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 with the peeps and all that, but I think it's very fun to be able to to just experience it, you know, myself, you know, and just kind of do my own thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Any thoughts on uh, Armor Core 6, Kev? I just watched the trailer while uh, you were discussing the news article, and it looks really good. Um, looks I really hadn't, yeah. yeah, I hadn't really been following it all that much because, again, the, 
Armored Core has always intimidated me because I suck. When you give me too many too many options, exactly, I just mm. suck at trying to to make these builds. It's like I struggle. I struggle <laughs> making builds in Monster Hunter and this game the options are just times 50, you know, yeah. if not more. So a lot of this, I, I know that I'm, I would, well, I want to make a mech that looks cool to me, but the cool mech is not necessarily going to get me through <laughs> that next mission, right? Yeah. It looks cool, but yeah, you're missing this, you're missing that. You need to c- compensate for this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah, but but the more I watch the trailer, the more I'm thinking it may be the type of game that maybe all of the i forget what the front do they call these frames whatever frame you're using i don't know what they're called in this um in this world yeah Yeah, i think they're called frames i think frame okay whatever frame you're using may have some core abilities like i'm like i'm watching the tank one dodge like the one that is bipedal so maybe there are some built-in innate abilities that all the frames have and the mods that you do are can just accentuate those core basic skills and let you basically now if it's like that then i that's something i could definitely rock with because i can make the mech look like i want to want to look and still be able to make headway in the game and not be because well you started with this frame that doesn't have this core ability this is why you're having you're struggling having so much difficulty so i like the way that it seems to play like you were talking about des virtual on like a very actiony game mm-hmm. i'm not picking up a souls like or souls oh, no. type stuff with this in any way stretch or form and i'm 100 percent on board with that it looks like a mech action game yeah to me i'm i'm ready for it i i I, I'm really excited for this game. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. I'm really excited to see what what it's going to look like when it's all when it's all when it's here and it's done and we're able to just kind of run around and 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 just kind of kill kill folks. You know, <laughs> it's my hope. So. Yeah, and then they also announced a couple of the collect edition so look kind of crazy but uh, bandai namco and from are going kind of crazy a little bit so uh, they have a premium edition that comes with a um, steelbook of course that kind of caught my eye also comes with luxurious art cards in-depth art book digital soundtrack sticker pack pin badge set base game of course poster and a 19 centimeter figurine of a mech uh, the premium edition it also also include a uh, 32 centimeter centimeter uh, garage <laughs> to store the mech as well so so the um collector's edition is going to be 230 dollars the premium yeah. edition with the garage is going to be 450 so that's that's crazy money that's mm-mm. I know, but uh, it's look. So that, is it like is McFarland Toys doing these these models? Because that's really <laughs> it's like 
I don't keep track of figures, uh, but I think what McFarlane is considered like one of the leaders in that, if I'm not mistaken. I hope that company is doing that because I would hate to think that these are just, you know, they just went to AliExpress and hired one of these, (laughs) you know, one of these factories. Hey, build us some, build us some mechs for a dollar fifty. No. Actually, it looks. It doesn't look that bad. Like you know, Bandai Bandai Namco sells uh, S10 of Gundam figures, so it's coming from Bandai Bandai themselves. So yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be of good quality, you know. But it's a it's a figure though, so I I don't think you're gonna be able to move it around or whatnot. So yeah, I mean, if it came from someone else, like like another uh, company that normally doesn't manufacture like figures per se, because you know. You know the Gundam line of Mecha is like huge, and so fantastic. Um, yeah, they're drawn upon you know their wealth of knowledge. I'm assuming of you know building Mecha for other IPs that they have in their catalog of items. So uh, I, I, you know Bandai proper, not the Namco side, but the uh, uh, Bandai side pretty much has this on lock. So is it the same people that do their Gundam uh, build-ups? Are they doing these figures? Not, I I don't know. It's just my assumption on there. So because that would, to me, that's what would, that's what would justify that price point. Would be if you're getting the very, you know, the ones that do the uh, the premium models. That whatever company or companies that uh, those are that do those Gundams that cost buku bucks even for the kit, let alone the the finished builds. Uh, that's kind of sort of what I would expect at that price point. You know? Yeah, I think with the uh, pri- the prices of collectors editions have kind of gone up, you know, unfortunately. So you know, it just seems like it's uh, inflation. I would say probably. And that's the case. So, but uh, you know, even the Elden Ring Collector's Edition was up to like 200 bucks, but nothing where it was, uh, you know, 450 dollars, of course, <laughs> on there. But you know, um, I want the steel book, but I am not going to invest in a giant mech. I'm sorry. So, I think the last game I kind of uh, went out. Because I I kind of liked the game was that Left Alive game from Konami, <laughs> so <laughs> that mm-hmm. left uh, left me some bad taste in my mouth. This <clears throat> so, uh, but the next thing we'll talk about is a uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So Jedi Survivor launched this past week, and unfortunately, it's been getting a lot of kerfuffle out there. Um, it seems like EA and Respawn. Um, has released this game uh, kind of unfinished. So um, there are some news articles indicating that they're working on n- numerous patches to help update the game on here. Uh, it's been reported that uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor players have a quote-unquote major game-breaking bug on here. So you, in the way it's explained is that um, there is a certain area in the game within uh, after two to three hours and um, if you basically die in a particular spot and the game saves in that spot there's no way for you to progress from that spot you are basically trapped 
on there uh, from that point. And so they are going to work on patching that and taking care of that. But uh, there's also on PC basically numerous uh, issues with uh, with uh, frame stuttering on here. It's like it's the point to where um, it's kind of loading in the graphical um, graphics in, but the shader strut strutter, God, it's like I can't shader compilation stutter basically is super horrible in the game as well. So, and you know, I know Digital Foundry has named it the quote unquote worst triple A PC port of 2023 so far on there, and that's even comparing the stuff like Woe Long and other games that have kind of released very very poorly on the pc wild hearts is another one <laughs> that unfortunately the pc version was very bad at launch you know this is considered wow. the, last, the last of us part one pc port which was released in a horrible state on here but yeah star wars jedi survivor is by far like the worst pc port on here um, you know in fact i know i watched the digital foundry video and they commented saying that it really shouldn't even be up in the storefront right now that's how bad they consider it as being so but it's so weird though because i hear other people that are saying that they're not having any problem whatsoever so yeah you know listener will d commented in our discord saying that he is not having any sort of problems whatsoever uh, he's running at 4K, 60 frames a second with ray tracing on and having no issues. So, uh, but to me, it's like I think with especially with the um, compila shader compilation stutter on here that uh, you know it's kind of par for the course uh, with PC games, especially if the shader compilations are not properly taken care of. So on there i know that there's a uh, footage of the ps5 version and they talk about how the ray tracing mode kind of basically makes the it affects the performance of the game as well on the console side so and i you know to me it's like i'll probably go back to this game i'm not buying it day one i wasn't planning on buying it day one but it seems like they had the same struggles with uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order as well, with uh, it being buggy at launch. And so, uh, you know, if I was a Star Wars fan, I kind of would be disappointed. But, yeah. you know, you, you know, Will D, you'll probably have to let us know if it's affecting your uh, gameplay of it and if you're still enjoying it. I know you probably, uh, knowing you, are running a pretty meaty rig on there to be able to push through this thing. So... So, you know, let us know, listeners out there, if you are buying this. I know they probably wanted to get it out before, you know, May the 4th. And, you know, kind of get that, uh, you know, they had advertisements. I saw advertisements when I was watching the movie today, uh, yes, last night for Batman, where it had a campaign with uh, Mark Hamill. So, I mean, it's a point that, uh, you know, I think this game had to come out regardless of the state of the game on here which is sad in a way but it's kind of modern gaming as a stand so any thoughts gentlemen no um i mean just so for me it's a it's a sit and wait kind of situation i don't yeah. need to buy it day one so i'm a star wars fan but i don't need to buy it day one so i'll wait until these issues work out or you know because i know there was like a day one patch and some other stuff so once 
you know, once I get around to buying it, then, you know, I will, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, this this has Black Friday deal written all over it for me. I'm 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 a Star Wars fan, but I don't really like the, the more modern stuff. The the first game didn't have any dismemberment and you can't I just can't rock with a Star Wars game where you use a lightsaber, you don't cut anybody in half. And this one from what I've seen, I guess there's a little bit of dismemberment, but not as much as I would have expected. Because they primarily just show you cutting robots in half, which is okay. Yeah, that's that's all great and wonderful, but the the stormtroopers are still primarily just about all intact. You know, you may see like a random arm go off, and it's like, mm, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in that. So I don't know. Kevin wants the flesh system in yeah. Jedi. There you go. No, <laughs> I know. I I well, the thing here's the thing though is that it wouldn't be gory. I mean, correct me be. if I'm wrong, it's like an instant cauterized wound. Yeah, yeah it right? Because, so, yeah, it's a plasma sword, so it's yeah. cauterized immediately once it once it severs um any kind of body part, it would be immediately cauterized. Yeah. So it I don't I don't get why there's there is just this trepidation for implementing that on a on a grander scale that that for me is why i just if i did get this it would have to be on pc after the mods come out and you know where you can just you know cut everything in half that you come across it's rated t for teen so but it would to me it would still be if you already got one limb flying off occasionally What's the difference whether if it's more limbs or legs and and it doesn't make any difference. You're not showing blood. You're not showing guts. You're not, you know, none of that is in play. You're just being true to the lore of the franchise. I mean, heck, we saw Luke's hand get cut off in the movies. Mm -hmm. And that was G. Yeah, that's what... (laughs) That's what Jedi's do. They don't. They don't kill people. They 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 stop them from fighting, and usually they disarm them by cutting off their hands. So it's like, it's it it's canon. So I understand why they do it. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, and I will probably won't play it here for a while. So you know, but if yeah. it, any of you listeners are enjoying it, definitely let us know. So. All right, next thing to discuss is, of course, you know, the thing that we don't want to discuss, but we continue to discuss because it's still ongoing. It's the uh, dreaded uh, Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger. So so the latest news uh, on this front is that the United Kingdom has blocked the deal on here. They have blocked the deal over concerns about cloud gaming on here they quote unquote said that the the merger risked quote unquote stifling competition in this growing market on here so microsoft obviously is going to appeal and uh, they made a statement uh, microsoft president brad smith in fact uh, commented the fact that it, he said it that the day the merger was denied was the quote unquote darkest day 
of of its company's existence in the United Kingdom, basically. So he's very very disappointed, obviously, and uh, it was up to the point to where um, the Prime Minister of the UK actually had to make a statement about the merger being. <laughs> Uh, denied on there as well. So, because they're mentioning the fact that, you know, the UK is backwards and in comparison to Europe and blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this is a quote from Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, said there's a clear message here that the European, European Union is a more attractive place to start a business than the United Kingdom. He said the English Channel has never seemed wider on <laughs> here. So, so it sounds like a lot of bitter beer face, but, uh, you know, if this merger doesn't go off and it is ultimately squashed that, um, that Microsoft owes Activision Blizzard $4 billion for a like fee, basically <laughs> a termination fee, uh, because of the merger. So, so. We'll have to see with all this business, but uh, you know Microsoft's not exactly doing so hot. Uh, there was a um, sales of the latest quarter for Xbox Series consoles, and they're down 30%. Probably because there's not a lot of Series consoles out there for people to buy, but even um, sales on games and software on Xbox is flat as well on there i think it was like a latest quarter was four percent down uh from the same point the year previous on here so so uh looking kind of grim but we'll have to see what happens on here but uh you know i'm hoping that my a strong microsoft's a good microsoft in my opinion i just want to see them uh kind of you know get some momentum and go from there and we talked I mean, about we'll this see. ad, ad nauseum. I mean, all three of us have Xboxes, and um, we're looking for reasons to fire them up. So, give us a reason. Yeah, and you know, I think adding Activision titles to <laughs> the Xbox software lineup doesn't speak to me necessarily. I like some of the Blizzard items, if need be, but I could play those multi, you know, multi-platform. So, so. Don't know. Any of you two have any comments before I move on? I know we beat this no. topic to death. I don't because I because exactly like they know what they need to do. They're just being stubborn about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the cooperation. I know right after this story came out that Microsoft came to an, an agreement with another cloud gaming service you never heard of, <laughs> guaranteeing ten years of Call of Duty and other titles. So it seems like they're reaching out to every. Uh, you know, mom and pop cloud service out there uh, guaranteeing, uh, you know, access to all their titles. So, did they make that same offer to Google? No. <laughs> did they make that same offer to Amazon? Nope. Hmm. I wonder why. It, no. You know, this 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 is. Can someone answer me just this one simple question? What game? And I'm including PC in this because, you know, that's the that's the new math in Microsoft world when it comes to gaming. What game, either on Xbox or PC, is, are they going to lose out on because this deal get, didn't go through as of right now? What game are they missing out on from Activision? 
Activision Blizzard. What game coming up from Activision Blizzard was going to be on Microsoft on Microsoft platforms, but now that this deal has been kiboshed, it's not coming out on it. Okay. Then then why then then why all the copium? I mean, I, I it's been really funny. I've been <laughs> like I said, I am I am crumb side adjacent with, with this console war stuff. I don't partake in it, but I kind of keep a I listen to what's what's going on. And some of these folks have just gone completely off the freaking rails. I don't understand it. You're not losing out on any games. You just don't want to pay for them. I think yeah. if 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 I think if that part of the community that seems so disappointed and vocal about the lack of about the lack of this deal not going through would just be upfront about it is like you don't want to pay for games because you've been conditioned to you want the game pass model it's obvious that that's not working out for their console sales they and based on what as i am understanding what the uk is saying that as the cloud gaming business grows microsoft is going to have an unfair advantage over competitors because it will already have one of the biggest publishers under its umbrella. Whereas while they're handing out these 10-year deals to Cousin Jethro's game streaming service, they're not doing the same to their true competitors, which would be Google, which, you know, Stadia, uh, kind of that Titanic has, has kind of sunk, or uh, Amazon's when I forget the name of it. They didn't offer them a 10-year Call of Duty deal. If Luna. if Luna, if if this is all about and then <laughs> and I don't know if this is true or if this is just trolling, but s- folks have been taking these clips of these documents in which it states that everybody who who accepts this 10-year deal for these games, whether it be a Call of Duty or or any other game, on this under this cloud all of the dlc goes the, the the revenues generated from that goes to microsoft and i don't know if if that if people are are uh being creative with that or even if that's really part of the deal you know you see this stuff pop up on twitter and it's like okay you know What's your source? And my sources, trust me, bro. You know, so I, you know, I, I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me if the reason why some of these deals, why Amazon, why Amazon, whether they were offered it or not, they just quietly declined it. Google, whether they are offered or not, or just quietly declined it. Why they didn't go for it. Because it's like they're they're if that is correct, then they would be drawing those revenues from the streaming service and people. Well, that doesn't make any sense because you, how can you don't you don't buy anything on a streaming service? What do you mean you don't buy anything on a streaming service? If you're streaming Candy Crush, 
and you want to buy an, uh, additional turns, it's going to be charged to your account. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way it, that's the way I understand it. So what difference does it make if you're talking about your phone or if you're talking about some some sort of streaming program when you buy that additional content? If that indeed is the case, Microsoft is just going to get all that money and it would make it more difficult for another company to come in and be able to and be able to play be able to play in that space. So, you know, I don't know. I don't really I don't I haven't rocked with Activision games since River Raid to be perfectly honest, you know, I I'm probably speaking facetiously, mm. but I just can't really think of any recent Activision games that well, I know that some I, that, that played. I played that I, I they're, they're escaping me. Prototype Prototype two, so. Okay, well that from yeah. what two a generation and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, Activision was kind of cool, and like the beginning of the 360 era, uh, PS3 era, they were doing like you know Quake Four. Um, they did a Singularity. Um, they did the a Wolfenstein with ID. So I mean they're they're doing some games, you know, before they got on their Guitar Hero kick and whatnot, you know. So yeah, and it it's and and people are like, well, what's Microsoft's next step? What's their how do they go forward from this? And I'm just thinking, well, the, don't they already have something like 23, 25 studios already? Yeah. Why don't you start putting some of that money into the studios you already got and getting them to start cranking out some games? I mean, this this shouldn't be that hard for a company with a trillion with a with what a trillion dollar market cap. It really shouldn't. But there, they, I don't know if they had they I don't know if they lack the talent. I think for sure. It's a leadership. It's a leadership issue over there. And I kind of feel that this could be and I I, I am putting could in the biggest of quotes, like mountain size quotation marks. <laughs> this could be a moment where Microsoft can rebound from this in a truly big way by saying all right we got we're down 30 percent in console sales if they really care about this console that they claim that they do all right what are we're doing some wrong thing we're doing some things wrong here let's start investing in the studios that we already have let's bank that six that 70 billion dollars let's go ahead and pay this three billion in these fines and take some of that 70 billion and start making deals with with upcoming studios that have uh, games and products that we feel will fit our, our those that partake in our ecosystem. Let's lock down some exclusive, whether it's you know like the same shit they used to do back in the 360 days. It worked, you know. Uh, and let's kind of fall back a little bit because you're not going to be able to close, you know, that Pandora's box is open. You're not going to be able to close it with the Game Pass stuff. 
but you can maybe make it so where that is not your it is not the beast that needs to be constantly fed so much it is maybe a place where you go to highlight certain indies highlight certain you know certain deals that you've landed with third party uh some games that maybe otherwise would not get that shine depending on when that what time of the year they're releasing and what else is coming out and maybe being able to push them as a benefit for being a, a game pass subscriber but focusing on pri- on prioritizing your console customer with quality exclusive content either from your first second or third party deals and contacts that could be that a watershed moment for Microsoft to swing around and start going back to doing that. But then reality strikes me in the head and it says with the crew that they've got running the show now, Phil Spencer and Matt Booty, I don't nope. think that they're not going to do that. They are they are they are sold on this methodology for Game Pass and they're going they're going to say to hell a high water. We're going to we're going to keep pushing forward until there literally is no legal recourse left. Now, can a trillion dollar company find a way to figure out a way to get this thing through? Absolutely. But if it doesn't, if they don't and they have focused all this attention while letting their current studios flounder and flip and flop and in, in development limbo, with all these games that have been announced and ain't nobody seen hide nor hair of a of a of a of a release date, you know, where's Fable? You know, where's you know what what was it? Contraband. Where what's going on with uh with uh what was it um uh, what's that other one that they the other game that they have that they were talking what, about? Uh, Hellblade Two. Hellblade what? Two. Yeah, Hellblade Two. But what's the other one? It starts with a B. I can't remember the the name of it. Uh, I think it starts with a B. Uh, but anyway, all these games that have been announced, all of the all of these uh, uh, all of these titles that have been talked about. And there is no progress there. We don't know what's going on. It just seems that their focus has been acquiring Activision, acquiring Activision, just so that they can have some IP that they can shovel into the into the Game Pass furnace to keep those fires going. And just letting their current studios, I don't know what the hell that they do, (laughs) you know. Because I'm, we're not seeing games come out. Yeah, we're not. I mean, you get Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush, that which for all intents and purposes is a solid game. It got no marketing behind it. It was a shadow drop, and it. I just feel that a game like that, considering that it's a type of game that you don't really see too often from a Microsoft first party, could have been could have had as little had some marketing behind it and really made it into something really r- something to really take hold of the gaming community. Yeah. But they didn't do that, you know. No physical release, no 
no real marketing behind it at all, and it's a music-based game. I mean, you mean to tell me they couldn't call up some some teeny bopper to 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 shill for that? Some some music celebrity to shill for that? Kind of get some hype behind it before its release? It's just nope. weird. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. So. So yeah, some of the games that Microsoft have announced and haven't released any further information on include or avowed from uh, yeah avowed uh, yeah, from Obsidian, um, also uh, Everwild from Rare on there. That game has been floundering around for a while on here. Uh, Perfect Dark from the Coalition, you know they're working mm-hmm. on that or from the Initiative, sorry mm-hmm. on there, and then uh, you know. Any number of different titles. I know that there's a rumored Indiana Jones game from Machine Games on here, which yeah. is coming in from Bethesda Contraband. You mentioned on there, so you know there's been a rumored Wu Tang game. Remember that Wu Tang game? Yeah. <laughs> and never come of that. So you know, I'm you know, if Microsoft is planning on doing a June like around E3 showcase, bring it. I mean, if it's a banger i i will welcome it with some release dates in be. 2023 yeah it has to be their e3 presentation has to knock the socks off of folks because everything has been focused on this acquisition and we have had no games no new games no real information on get on the game on the games that have been announced from back in what 2019 on a lot of these games this has to be a showstopper for lack of a better for lack of a better term it has to be a showstopper anything less at least for me as someone who owns the system this is going this, this is my last xbox i i if the way things are now, when you know PS5 is going to undoubtedly come out at some point with a with a pro model, I'm going to buy that. Nintendo's going to come out with its Switch successor, and I'm going to get that. My Series X is going to help finance my Switch. And things being what they are, once I get my 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 sh- my two shillings from whatever GameStop is going to give me for it. <laughs> I have no I have no need to go back to Xbox because they just do not give me any compelling content. Well, they don't give me any content that is justifying that that, that justifies having the console. You know, I'm not a PC guy so much. I have a PC rig, but I'm not really a PC gamer. I'm all in on these consoles. And the Xbox Say hitting it. Just is not doing it. It's not getting it right now. It's and not hitting the, it. And the fault lies with the management. I will say this though. You know, I when people used to say Phil Spencer needs to go, you know, like a year and a half or, or two years ago, because they're pushing toward this game pass, I was saying I disagree because the man is Chris Angel getting peop- get getting like a billion and a half or two billion dollars in uh, profits on Game Pass and not producing anything. 
that requires some dedication. That's some corporate wizardry you're doing when you're getting people to pay for something that you're not really giving them anything new. But now the ramifications for that lack of productivity are really coming through. You've got Redfall dropping in what? This coming week? Is it this coming week or the week following? Next and week. Red, yeah, okay. And it doesn't look good. Launching uh, without a 60 frames per second on console and not being graphically impressive whatsoever. The Rook moonwalking across the screen, across the battlefield, clipping. All, we've, all, we've already talked about the reveal of that game. And this is what you, this is what, this is your good foot for folks that dropped five hundred dollars on your on that on that on that Xbox Series X. It, you know, I don't get it. Well, we'll continue to talk about it uh, in the months and hopefully years to come. <laughs> so, we'll see if it's time for somebody to step in. I, I mean, it, and I'll just say this, and we can move on. I'm ready to say it's time for somebody else to step into the console space. And I there's a limited number of companies who have the capital to be able to do it. There's an even smaller number of companies that would even have the will to do it. But it's time. Because it's it Microsoft is not is not the one to give Sony and Nintendo that competition, to give Sony and Nintendo that work. They're not they're not they're not the ones to do it. it. It's got to be somebody it's got to be somebody else. And maybe they can sell off the tech to a to said company that could come in and build off the the framework that their their Xbox consoles would, you know, that's there and truly get in there and compete. But it, it it's time. It's time for, you know, it's time for a new challenger. You know, because because Microsoft is just not doing it in the console space. They need to go back and and, you know, do their windows. That makes a ton of money. Their their enterprise systems or servers, their Azure makes a crap ton of money and, you know, become that. Third party publisher on the gaming space, but turn that over to somebody who's actually going to compete. Because. I don't know what they're doing now is just not working. Well, what is working right now is um, WB's Gotham Knights. How about that for a segue? Yeah, they have busted up a latest patch uh, that is introducing a new heroic assault raid on here. So, and uh, I've been thinking about. Diving back into this game, I never really gave it a fair shake at the beginning, but they are working on a new 15-floor raid for the game called uh, the Kelvin Incident on here. It introduces tougher enemy variants. Players can unlock new materials and new stronger tier of gear and known as Mythic Gear exclusive to the raid. It also brings a new unlockable new suit transmog and new bat cycle transmogs as well on here all for free so you know back in november they did drop uh some 
content, including the heroic assault on here that has 30 floors on there, and also a showdown mode where you'd be able to fight against uh, supercharged versions of the main villains in the game, including Mr. Freeze, Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Tala Al Ghul as well on here so and uh they've pretty much have fixed this game as far as the performance on console enough so to where uh basically what they're working on now is doing things like uh you're able to remap your controller now you're able to um game you can redo your gameplay controls on there as well and the buttons that need to be held down could be changed to a toggle if need be so any excitement for this game des i mean it's something that yeah, you want to get to- back to I need to get back to it. Like I, yep. another, it's another game that I really want to finish playing, and you know, and 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 actually get and get get to. Like, there's just so many games to play nowadays that it's yeah, it's, it's damn crazy. Ugh. Yeah, I actually, I mean, if you're interested in doing some multiplayer and want to go back into this bad boy, definitely let me know. And you listeners, if you want to play, you know, it's probably cheaper to pick up now. I've seen it as low as twenty bucks. I don't even know if, if you want to play this, Kev, you know, at some point. So, mm, I I wanted this to be a continuation of Arkham. From the gameplay that I've watched, it's not. So I'll probably... There, there's so much coming out. I just yeah. don't see me going back to this. I just can't see me going back to this to go and play to play a game that I really wasn't all that interested in to begin with once I found out what it what it was what it was doing and how it was playing and the yeah. model that they were going with. So right. well, maybe we'll get back to, it. we'll talk about that in the future playlist. And then last but not least uh, a game, I've been kind of keeping an eye on uh, at least as far as a PlayStation version. Gunfire reborn is getting a, finally a PlayStation four and five release. So that is coming out on June the 1st for 1999. If you haven't seen this game before, it's also available on Xbox games pass on steam on here. It kind of has a borderlands vibe a little, little bit too, with some roguelike elements on here. You play as anthropomorphic animals uh, with guns on here. And so I'm kind of, I've been interested in this game. I'm kind of curious about it you know it might be something especially coming up on playstation whether you can give it a gander on there so uh any of you two interested des are you interested in gunfire reborn at all i just like it could be a fun game you know i, I still need to watch more more about it you know so, still need to watch some more about it and see how it's going but yeah you know I, it, it doesn't sound bad good deal and keep an eye out for it once it is released so mm-hmm. And that is the news for this episode. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Trader Joe. A couple of things. Uh, Monday night is our Fighting Scrub Fest game night. So for those of you who have maybe thought about jumping into a fighting game, uh, maybe have have some already in your library that you haven't played in a while, we're just trying to revitalize that interest that I think all three of us have in the fighting game genre and we're applying that to Monday night so if you're available 6 p.m pacific standard time 9 p.m eastern standard time uh, we're going to be jumping into some fighting games so yeah uh, you what you'll what go ahead 
Oh yeah, I mean, pretty much. I tried to. I mean, we I got on a Discord server, but uh, John BT didn't join. I know he had some prior commitments, so I pretty much played Monster Hunter the entire time. So, <laughs> but I wasn't um, available either. Yeah, it just it seemed like an um, like not an appropriate good launch for it. But I still want to keep playing. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that it's good to maybe keep that uh, at least to have one day of the week where we can, if it's not Monday, we can always change it to something that would better suit the community if there is if there's uh, additional interest in that. Yeah, but Thursday, yeah. Thursday is our usual game night, also taking place 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know, whatever it is that you have regardless of genre, regardless of platform. Uh, if we don't have it, we can get it, and we can jump into a Discord chat and uh, chop it up with our listeners. So, like, I know this past Thursday I was busy doing some doing some stuff around the house, cooking and whatnot. So uh, I was in the chat doing that until I was able to uh, get to a point where I could get to my console, turn it on, and take part in the gaming. But... You don't you don't even really need to be playing anything. If you just want to hop into the Discord and chop it up with us, talk about you know what's been going on, gaming or whatever. We're just trying to build connections with the community that we're trying to set up over there on on Discord. So you will, all our listeners are more than welcome to hit us up every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and like we meant, like I mentioned before, we do have a Discord channel. You might be asking yourself, well, how do we become a part of that? Well, the way you become a part of that is you hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Go to our Twitter page, click the link to our Discord server, which is there, and boom, you're in. There is no waiting period. There is no Patreon to to join in order to have the privilege of of playing games with us or anything like that none of that nonsense going on you just have to be of a, a good-natured person who loves video games talking about video games interacting with other community members about video games sharing that common love that we have for the hobby minus all the nonsense that seems to take place on much larger social media platforms so if you're tired of the nonsense Give us a try. I think you're going to dig what we're doing over there on Discord. So with that, I want to say big thank yous to AZ Rockslide and Goonie for participating in our Vessel line. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, checking in uh, with uh, with your statements. And uh, like I always say, hey, without our listeners, without those who participate with us in our Discord and even on Twitter, you know, we're just three old old fogies just yapping into the internet ether uh so big thank you for for you two and everybody who is a constant uh in our community so that's going to bring episode 206 to a close so for des aka the bay area terror aka the high res lover yep yep AKA the Cat Daddy, AKA that gamer, Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, AKA Jabroni Chief. <laughs> otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, AKA Digadulamite. Purple bling bling. 
Don't gotta remember that, yo yo. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next time, episode two oh seven for your ears. Peace. For your ears, not for your ears. Peace. <laughs>